welcome into this carrier update. I'm Tony Mulvey, joined by Thomas Walston. Thomas, going to look at outbound tender rejection index. Got it broken down here. I mean, what do you see when you look at this? I mean, it it looks uh, the picture looks a little bleak when you look at rejection rates sub three percent. Well, if our lines were a conga line, we'd definitely be flat on the floor right now. But looking at it in context, we have data since 2018, and so for a lot of folks, how do I interpret this? Why do outbound tender rejections matter? Uh, you know, trying to figure out pricing power is how OTRI is the most useful tool. The higher it is, the more rejections, the more pricing power carriers have. Well, right now there's so little pricing power that I'm pretty sure that uh, they may need a form of stimulus. We're down to currently 2.94%. Now, uh, those of you in transportation will understand that that's kind of in the money. You're never gonna see it go to zero. Yeah. Uh, you're always gonna have a form of a rejection because what if they send it all on Tuesday instead of spreading it out like they were supposed to? What if all my drivers decided to go home and never call me again? These things do happen oftentimes in trucking. But important takeaway right here is that 2019, our most closest thing we have to compare to this other than the middle of the pandemic where yours truly got laid off. Look at that right there in May. They literally, like, oh, there we go. Their dream's dead. At the end of the day, we're trying to predict and figure out when will this change? Because right now for most of the year, we've been hovering sub 5%. And, and the big problem is there's still too much trucking capacity. And it's kind of a horrible thing to say, but until enough folks either go bankrupt or we suddenly buy a lot of stuff, we're going to be looking at this for a while. Yeah, it's one of those that is a indicator of the capacity side of the freight market. And like you mentioned, there is this like natural floor because of these compa capacity imbalances, right? Like networks get imbalanced. Like, hey, it, rejections will always happen. I mean, even in the depths of the pandemic, there were still rejections. They were just remarkably low. But when I look at this, it's like I look at that 2019 level and everybody was like, I think this, is, this shows a couple things. Spot rates really are just at the floor, I mean, they're not even at the floor. I mean, they could go lower. I'll be going to talk about that a little later on, on the spot. Like, where are spot rates going from here? But I think it's an indication that contract rates can move lower, right? There's no, there's no reason for a carrier to get out of their contract right now because the spread between contract and spot rates is so wide. And then on a contract, you have the benefit of the fuel surcharge with fuel still being elevated, right? It's not, it's not where it was, but it's also not the highest, but it's not sub $3 a gallon either. So, or right at $3 a gallon. I mean, it's it's still kind of hovering around that $4 a gallon mark. And guess what? Fuel surcharge is a big benefit. I look at this and 2019 was a rough year for carriers. Our rejection rates were around 5% for almost the entire year until the fourth quarter when they did start to pick up and react seasonally. I look at I look at the end of that yellow line, right, from, say, October all the way through the end of the year, when then it picks up in the blue line. I mean, we've been some 5% since mid-October of last year, and there's, like, no real reason to see it go higher until, like you mentioned, capacity leaves the market, and you're just not seeing the amount leave the market that you would need to, to, to kind of firm this up. Exactly. Functionally, for a carrier and a shipper, this says two things. One, when you do have lanes, you have hundreds of lanes with a customer, tender compliance and service are the two things you meet on once a week. 
If I'm a shipper, I can push down contract rates because I know that most of the time, nationwide, 97% of my stuff is gonna get picked up. Yep. If I'm a carrier, I'm thinking to myself, oh crap, that means I need to make sure I pick up a lot because if my service levels go down, I might be taking 100%, but where I am in the routing guide means that a person below me, being the incumbent right now is not fun yeah. because you're gonna have an instance where if I'm second and third in the routing guide, I'm already soliciting that customer just as the first one is because yeah. there's just not enough freight. And all it takes is a pissed off transportation manager to say, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna send it to the one on the second on the list. And yeah. guess what? Here's the best part of the joke. You're gonna tell the first one, I just don't have enough product. There's no, in, in our current industry, our current setup, uh, you can make deals with lawyers in the medical game. If I was in the DOD, I could be sued for a breach of contract. But in trucking, we just shake our hands and say, guess what? I'm gonna give you a bunch of freight. And if yeah. I don't have a bunch of freight, too bad, there's nothing you can do about it. And then guess what? When we were over here at 25%, yeah. the carrier said the same thing. It's the same way. I yeah. know I told you I was gonna take 100. I can only do 50. By the way, please pay more. This is pretty much right now the full circle it's just the shipper who is having the the Dear John uh, conversations. Absolutely. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for this update. We'll be sure to check in with you again a little later. Right now, we'll hand it over to Kaylee Nix.